0: All Things Theology, All Things Theology, we chop it up properly, without an apology Gotta get thexology, to God hollow, because this is how we do it at All Things Theology Yo, grace and peace guys, welcome to another episode of All Things Theology where I'm your host K-Dub, and man, I, I know I say this every episode, I say it just about every episode You're gonna enjoy this one you've been following what I've been doing on YouTube uh, for any amount of years, you know that I've been passionate about addressing um, Hebrew-Israelite. Last person I addressed is Eshaan Burgundy. We'll get into that more as well. But today, as you see from the title, uh, Street Hymns, a battle rapper, a Christian artist, um, has embraced Hebrew-Israelism. He has embraced the identity claim that he is a, he a Hebrew-Israelite, and we'll... What we'll do in this episode in this podcast is to break down what that means specifically for him and not um maybe other people and so we'll we will be accurate and fair to him so i hope he watches this video i hope there can be a future dialogue uh between me and him and we can discuss some of the re- these reasons why i disagree obviously i'll state it in in this video but maybe we can go further with uh me and him i i, I think that'd be dope and so you guys know how I do. I like to get right into it. I don't like to waste a lot of time, so let's do that all right
1: that's awesome and um, uh, we met in l a and it Absolutely. was interesting hearing your story because yes. you identify as Hebrew,
0: yes, and Absolutely. when i I think that's kind of funny uh this is this is kind of my assessment of it right now, but like identify as Hebrew, it's kinda of like people like you identify as a male, you identify as uh you know x y z. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's not how it was taken to be, but that's just kind of how it sounds t- to me. But either you are a Hebrew or you're or you're not, you know? And so, well, um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of humorous at first, but we'll get into it.
1: Hebrew Israelites. I think of the people that follow <laughs> us to every stop and <laughs> every to a stop and <laughs> cause a scene. So when I heard your story, I was like, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Because what I want to help people to see is that there's a spectrum.
0: Yes, and there is. And if you initially think like she does, Lisa feels this is a Jude 3 Project. I've uh <laughs> I've reviewed a lot of material from them to show that um, Jude 3 Project is not the best when it comes to apologetics. But that's another video for another time. Uh, and you can check out my uh, videos I've done on that uh, where, I mean, they've literally allowed a platform for people who say Jesus is not the only way to heaven. But like I said, you can check that out. If you want to know, leave a comment. I'll send you that information. But anyways yeah, if you only think there's only certain types of Hebrew Israelites that go on the street and curse white people all out, um, yeah, you set yourself up for failure when you meet a non-extremist, or what, in the apologetic field, we've come to label it as non-one-west. Um, so you meet a, a street hymns, or Ishan uh, Burgundy, or someone of that matter, and you're like, hey, what? why are you so nice, and, or why are you don't act like this. And it's like, it, it, it can cause an alarm and it can cause, it can set you up for failure, honestly. Um, and so just like her, you know, to, you know, it sets you up for failure to to believe there's only one sect of the Hebrew Israelite camp or movement. Absolutely. And I think
1: we do a disservice to any group when we label them all as the extremes we might've encountered. For sure. And for so sure. tell us kind of what was that journey like? How did you start to identify as a Hebrew? Um, what, what was that journey like for you?
2: Yeah, so, and like, first of all, I'm a very, very, I'm a skeptic first, and I'm, I'm a very literal person. Not that I can't see nuance, but when it comes to definitions, uh, that's the first thing before a conversation begins I try to do is, like, I can say something, but if you have a different definition of what this means, then we're going to be talking about two different things. Mm-hmm. And so the term Hebrew, Israelite, Paul said, I am a Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin. Paul is a hebrew israelite
0: yeah in a strict literal sense but not in the sense that <laughs> uh, you guys use the term because he never once made the argument for being a hebrew israelite in the way you or even the extremists because you guys i know you don't want to label yourself extremist, and i think that's fair I, I won't label you a one west or an extremist but but on this identity claim you guys agree and have the same arguments generally um some of the arguments you're going to present here are some of the ones I've heard from the guys on the streets that you, that even you don't like. Okay. So just to be fair, you guys have the same argument and, and the apostle Paul never uses the argument for why he's a Hebrew as you do. I mean, that's, I mean, (laughs) I think you got to be open to admitting and realizing that, you know, so, so on the basis you guys have two different claims to why you're even a Hebrew and Paul never, Focuses so much importance on it, like a lot of Hebrew Israelites do. Um, he never surrounded around his identity. Obviously, it was found in Jesus Christ. So that's not to say he wasn't a Hebrew ethnically. He was obviously, literally. That's just
2: the facts. All the disciples were Hebrew Israelites. You know, and- that, that's
0: not even true because you had you had some uh, Gentile believers. So if you meant apostles, okay, I, I I think that's what you're trying to say. Okay, yes, but. Disciples. There was actually Greek believers and you know, all all sorts of
2: stuff. So the term itself just means a Hebrew person, you know. And Hebrew is ethnicity, not religion. You know, it's actually both. Um,
0: the for for the Hebrew time for sorry for the uh, Israelites in the day of Jesus, it actually was a religious claim. Um. It, being Hebrew is a religion as well as a, um, um, you know, ethnic claim, you know, you know, being a Jew is that, and, and, and a lot of people try to distinguish these, uh, distinguish these two things. And, and I, we're going to get to why I believe that, but I just want you to look first to know that there is this trying of distinction between, um, uh, making a ethnic claim versus making a theological claim. And, um, I believe there's reasons why that's being done. Um, uh, but we'll get into that here in a second can be a hebrew
2: atheist you know and so uh when it comes to recognizing it first as a ethnicity and not a religious claim i think it really really clarifies things for people um that have this mindset that oh because you identify as hebrew and you're a PLC, you now therefore yelling at white people on the streets and call them Edomites and say, you're going to bow down to me. And it's like, no, like, first of all, it's not biblical. That's heresy. And it's offensive. Well,
0: I'm glad to hear that you condemn those actions. Like, I, so I'll, I'll, where you're, where you're right. And where you're good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you your, your prop. So, so for the one Westers, street hymns, ain't on your side. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it is, but this this actually shows maybe how much street hymns have not been aware of the different kind of apologists that are that are aware of the different types of Hebrew Israelites. Um, I can name myself, Vocab, I've been putting their work. A, a lot of people, Rick Caldwell's another uh, guy I think of, apologist, who's very aware of what has been come to known as one-westers and non-one-westers. Um, you have your extremists, one-west, and you have your non-extremists, on one west very simple right and so there are many people who who know hey just because you say you're black or just because you're black and you say hey i'm a hebrew not autumn know what f- f- from my mind because I, I i do work in this apologetic field um is not coming to think oh he, he's out in the front line cussing people out that's that's not my first thought my first thought is okay i want to see kind of how um what that looks like for you and generally you kind of know already the guys who are out in the streets you can kind of already tell from the first time you know and I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever thought that from you know street hymns oh and 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 for me
2: uh collaboration within the church collaboration within unity within
0: diversity is what the gospel's all about and so he's going to actually flesh that out a little bit more later and so I'm going to allow him to but He's kind of speaking about, like, just diversity within, like, all these movements. It's okay to collaborate with Hebrew Israelites and other movements. I'm actually going to show how that's actually very inconsistent. But for now, just know that's what he means. And like I said, it's going to be fleshed out a little later. And uh, for me,
2: uh, when I first heard about it, I was one of the people that was very, very skeptical to it, towards it, against it, uh, just because... You know just my roots theologically you know i I was just you know trained to attack it you know and and so i had some brothers who i knew were christians knew were believers and they were like yeah i claim to be hebrew i said wait wait wait, but you're a christian And he was like yeah i am a christian religiously but i think that i'm ethnically hebrew you know and for me that shocked me because i was like how can you be claiming to be a hebrew but also be a christian because the hebrews i
0: know are the people I'm debating against on the streets, you know, I'm, I'm fresh. So this kind of really shows that, you know, to be fair, Street Hems, you were, and, and this isn't a shout at your ital- intelligence, I think you are a smart guy, you were ignorant of the, the many kinds of Hebrew Israelites, let's just be honest. You didn't know of the non-One-Westers, you didn't know of the non-extremists. And so when you met one, it kind of threw you off guard, it th- threw you back. You didn't know how to re- really react and respond to that so you were not prepared you 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 had not (laughs) been exposed to this kind of thinking and those are those are people in the most danger to be i'm going to say i'm going to use this kind of language being held captive to those uh to those movements to people who are unaware you know and so you know that's just kind of how i mean that's your breakdown of it i mean i think you would have to agree you were not ready for the non extremists, the guys who are not on the streets but claim to be hebrew Bible college.
2: And whenever I see him, I'm I'm pulling up to go have a conversation, you know, and I still do that now. It's just a whole different conversation from a different angle now. Um, So for me personally, uh, it really wasn't first starting theological. It was first historical and then um, ancestral. So uh, historically, just kind of tracing things, understanding that. But that's that's a big.
0: So so that's a bit backwards from my perspective. So you, you um, came to this historic genealogy position. And, and, and by the way, for, for full disclosure, I'm not, I and I don't know anyone who takes this position. Um, I've never made the claim that black people cannot be Israelite ethnically. And so if he just made a claim, hey, I'm a Hebrew Israelite because, you know, ethnic claim, I, I did my, you know, Research, I got you know DNA or whatever, whatever, how he came to that conclusion. Said I found out I was Hebrew. I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever. But that's not all, (laughs) and so he does make it from a theological standpoint. Just from talking with him on Twitter, I'm not going to disclose our conversation because it was in private. But I hope to one day talk about some of the things we did talk about. There is a theological claim, but how he arrived there was tracing this history, and uh, we're going to talk about how the history comes about right through slavery and the 400 years and then uh, maybe some lucid uh genealogy genealogy records uh, and then you import that to the bible and then that's how you come up with the theological basis for your position right because hey it was prophetic that the, the israelites would go through uh captivity or slavery or you know some kind of uh you know bondage for 400 years and see um yeah, exactly. I'm not going to release his position quite yet. We'll we'll talk about that uh, maybe sometime in the road. Maybe we'll have a conversation, but but it's it's coming to a theological position actually backwards. You're starting outside the Bible and then saying, "Hey," then placing that onto the scriptures. That's actually a a backwards way to get to what God has said, and, and yeah, importing out. And it's kind of like almost you have this outside revelation as well. So that that even brings up other theological issues that, you know, I would be interested in to hear his perspective on. Slave trade first began in Spain and
2: Portugal, and then from Spain and Portugal to Northwest Africa, which is where most people, when you do our DNA tests, we end up being located in Northwest Africa.
0: And, and, and that kind of brings up another question. If the Blacks are Israelites, what about the people who, who weren't descended from the uh, transatlantic slave trade or um, who who weren't descended from Africa? So this kind of raises up a whole nother issue <laughs> for for his position about the non-African people who look black. You know, th- I hate that term because that doesn't describe anything about you because you can be black and be from Australia, like be ethnically an Australian and a French, um, you know, from France. And so I remember from the first time me meeting a, a, a black dude from France and like totally threw me off. Threw me off. He had the accent and everything, and I was just like, "Whoa, black people can't be friends. We're only Africans, right?" I had a ignorant historical basis <laughs> of black, uh, because black doesn't actually describe anything besides your skin color. It doesn't tell you actually where you're from. And so, yeah, there are people who are not from Africa who did or who did not come from the trended, slave trade. Are you saying that they have, uh, they are still in Israel, even though they haven't experienced this captivity? deuteronomy 28 right i'd be curious to know like i said this interview actually raises a lot more questions
2: than it answers researching the names of the people on these ships you know and seeing that a majority of them had yah in their name you know like their origin
0: names were yah and these these are all records you can search (laughs) so this one's kind of humorous because uh (laughs) having yah in your name does not mean you're in hebrew just like having yamazaki or <laughs> there's a lot of Asian names who go, go go from that. So are you saying now Asians are Israelites because hey they have that Yamasaki and and all that and and so that that's absurd. That's an absurd position to hold. Um, and that's yeah, it's 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 reading that back into your position. You know, it's 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 anecdotal evidence. You know, it's not real evidence. It's just anecdotal. Hey, look, it's, you're drawing the conclusion. That you know, of course, they were Israelites. They had Yah in their name. Okay, well, that that doesn't mean anything. In
2: uh, the slave documents and stuff like that from the slave trades, they'll tell you their name, their height, um, and then they'll also say their original name and uh, things like that. And
0: uh, one of the biggest things for me, so his one of the biggest evidences, right? So, <laughs> so this should be like the. Hey, hey, man, why should I become a Christian? Give me your biggest argument. Right. This should be your strongest evidence. If this fails, then everything else that follows isn't as strong. OK, right. His his biggest, his strongest, one of the reasons that convinced him to be a, that he was a Hebrew Israelite ethnically.
2: Aside from the historical aspect was um, a part of history for myself. So so it's still a historical claim. There's a church in Savannah, Georgia called First African Baptist Church, and this church was built in
0: 1859 by slaves. But notice it was called First African, not First Hebrew, if they thought they were Hebrews. Uh, That's kind of ironic, right? Like, (laughs) even in the name of the church, they're not even claiming to be Hebrews, but African. But nevertheless, I'll let them continue. And on the side of the pews is
2: Hebrew writing. Um, It is a mixture of Hebrew-Latin writing. It's called Landino, right? And uh, the Landino is Hebrew-Latin. Why? Because Spain and Portugal, right? And uh, the Hebrew language was not revived until, according to America, I think 1881, right? So this is roughly...
0: I'll have to look into that, but is he saying no one was speaking Hebrew? until the 1800s i would i would i I need more clarification on what he's talking about there but notice his biggest argument is that inside this uh first african church which they you know i guess they were hebrews um in the 1800s on the side of the pew was a is a latin hebrew a hebrew phrase let's let's go latin and hebrew all right so therefore the conclusion wants to lead you to these people were claiming to be hebrew ethnically well one that doesn't follow logically um uh, two this story has actually been debunked um by vocab alone i'll have to link to that video hopefully i can put it up above um vocab and, and not just vocab other people abu uh faithful to god other people have long debunked this story and and two <laughs> or maybe i'm on point 3 by now he let his cat he let the cat out the bag cuz now I know where he's getting his sources from. You know, he's getting his sources from Dante Fortson because Dante Fortson was one of the first ones uh developing his stories and 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 this was really strong in the non-west non-one-wester camps. I didn't really see a lot of one-westers promoting this. I'm sure there were, but this was definitely a a non-one-west kind of uh, argument for being ethnic Hebrew is like. So he let his cat he let the cat get out the bag. Sorry, I keep messing up that phrase. Um, and Dante Fortson has long been developing, or I don't know if he's promoting it so much now, but the 400 year prophecy, um, about 1619 to 2019 or around that area. Um, and like I said, we've talked about that failed prophecy before, before. And so, like I said, if you want to, um, i'll probably have to link to that video just to get you guys some background on some of the things he's claiming and by the way i think actually me and vocab are going to uh come together and talk about this video as well and give a a fuller analysis so so yeah we're we're we're, we're not done yet so to speak <laughs> years
2: beforehand so who taught them how to do this when you look at this writing you know why is it that this landino is being spoken with because we learn in history books growing up it's like oh well you know they were illiterate no I, I if i go to asia i'm not illiterate i just don't you know their language they had a language before they arrived
0: yeah and it, it, like i said if even if i granted that the language they were speaking were this hebrew latin it doesn't mean it doesn't follow that they themselves are um hebrew one that's one you know if i learn spanish somehow and Go to spain or go to some other country doesn't mean i'm actually spaniard or mexican or whatever term you want to use anyways um two it's been debunked that it's actual hebrew so there is that <laughs> that's the real argument you know um it's been debunked It's 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 not actually a hebrew phrase on the side of this pew and you would expect from actual hebrews that you would find a lot more than a hebrew phrase a he, on the side of a pew, I mean, you would expect to see a lot more than that. But nevertheless. You know what I'm saying? So
2: if that language was pure to them, and this is what they were writing on the side of the pews, and no one taught it to them, I think that's worth seeing. Come to find out, as a child, I would go there to our family reunions because it was my ancestors who built that church. And so understanding the rich part of my history, knowing that whoever these people were, that were my ancestors were the ones who put, put their hands to build these and write these letters on there. That's who I'm
0: connected to. And they called themselves Hebrews. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where, where, where did they call themselves Hebrew, uh, Street Hymns? Notice the conclusion? They didn't actually call themselves Hebrew. We have a disputed Hebrew phrase. And then that's somehow supposed to lead you to, they call themselves Hebrews. Where, how, how did you come to that conclusion? That That, that was actually never said. Like I said, you're 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 the the so-called Hebrew phrase is supposed to lead you to believe that these people were Hebrew. Guess what? There's there's Hebrew phrases in the King James Bible, or you know, from their originators. That I mean they were they were
2: Hebrew Israelites. I call myself Hebrew, so uh, it's an ethnic claim first, you know, and um, has not to say it has nothing to do religiously because um, there are was... religious principles that apply, but. I I don't take the religious aspect and then say, oh, I now call myself a da-da-da, because what happens is people hear that and their mind is shifted so quickly because
0: I say that. they don't even want to associate. um, No, there are a lot of people who understand the nuances, um, especially if they're dealing with it from apologetic purpose. Apologetic purpose, like I said, the people I brought up earlier. And so, no, there's, there's a lot of people who do understand the nuance. That if you said you're a Hebrew Israelite, the first question they're probably thinking is, "Okay, what kind?" And that would pretty come up come out in the conversation they would have or the questioning. Because you know, if I want to find out real quick if you're a one-wester or a non-one-wester, I can I can ask, "Hey, do you believe Gentiles can be saved?" You say no, okay, all right, you're you're probably not an extremist, probably, um, because you do got GLCC <laughs> that that camp. So uh, generally. That is a surrounding theme of extremists. So, no, there are a lot of people who would understand if you say, Hey, I'm an Hebrew Israelite. Okay. The nuance there. So, I understand <laughs> that, uh, you know, you no, know, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. To a term that is being. Uh... You know what? I'll say it. I understand the motivation for not wanting to call yourself a Hebrew Israelite. Cause you think it'll associate with people who have <laughs> heretical views and you do have that in, in non one Um, You do have that. And we'll get into that in a second. You do have terrible theology, heretical views from the people that you're associating yourself with. And we're going to talk about that. You so, so, so generically kind
2: of like how some people who, you know, are Christians. It's like, Oh, I don't like to use the word Christian because, you know, um,
0: and, and, and I love to use the term Christian because I, I, I don't mind associating myself with Christ. And guess what? It gives me an explanation to when people say, oh, so you think this way? No, absolutely not. Let me give you my hope or let me give you the reasoning. Because this, this is actually an evangelism tool to even call myself a Christian. So now I get to explain what that means, biblically speaking.
2: It's really just, you know, not to say be safer, but to be wise and just like, you know, I would rather you see the fruit before you judge the tree. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, hey, like, I'm fully a Christian. I'm fully a follower of the way. It's just ethnically, I believe that my people were Hebrew and I'm a Hebrew.
1: You
0: know? mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's.
0: And So far, we haven't provided any kind of basis for for that, you know, theologically speaking.
1: Interesting the way you frame that, because I don't think, like you said, most people jump to who they see on the street, oh, so yeah. they, it's conflated. <laughs> um, uh,
0: I don't think most people think that. I think maybe most of you guys think that, uh, because maybe you're not dealing with them. Most, put like this. Most people who deal with Hebrew Israelites don't think like that. Um, they they understand the nuance. So that just kind of tells me that you're not really dealing with Hebrew Israelites in that manner. So, yeah.
1: What has that done for you? Do you feel like a sense of identity uh, was connected to that? Like you felt connected to to something?
2: Yeah. So I feel as though the Black community in general is clinging to identify to something
0: because i I mean i honestly think that's like everybody i think a a lot of people struggle with identity issues but hence why i will share the gospel with them and show them their need for christ and have their identity in him you know because being a hebrew actually is ethnically speaking does not give one identity in itself either because we were not made for that purpose And so I'm sure you would agree with this fully. But yeah, that's what I would respond to that.
2: Identity was stripped from us, you know, and it was done intentionally. And
0: because of that, uh, I believe that whether it be. And this is kind of another Hebrew Israelite argument that, you know. um, People from the transatlantic slave trade kind of lost their identity. They, they, They forgot who they were. I think uh, many people go to passages like Deuteronomy 29, Deuteronomy 30. I can't remember off the top of my head. But just because you're enslaved don't mean you forget who you are. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Exodus for one matter. They were enslaved. They, they still knew they were Hebrews. They still knew they were Jews. And so this argument fails because just, like I say, being stripped of identity doesn't mean you don't, don't know who you are ethnically. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that argument follows as well. Other religious, spiritual, or um,
2: ethnic ties. When somebody can give you a affirmation and tell you, "Hey, you know, we were kings," or "Hey, you know, we're gods," or "Hey, you know, the black man is this." It's like, it's like, man, it's better than this term African American. It's better than
0: etc. or other. Uh, <laughs> so, being told a lie, I guess, is better than, than being told you're you're African of you know of African descent. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, like I said, a lot of people's hope is not being ethnically a Hebrew. A lot of people's are. I'm not saying that for street, but I know a lot of people, man, they, you know, came to this Hebrew identity and it, it was like they found the gospel. Like, man, I was so elated when I found out a Hebrew. Like, I mean, you hear a lot of that language. But being told you're, you're a, let's go with this second one. Being told you're a God is not better than being told you're an African-American. Why? Because that's a lie. You're not a God. You're not a God. And so being told a lie is not better than being told you're an African-American. And so I don't, I don't, or, you know, he says, you know, we were kings. Yeah, you see a lot of that language, you know, but yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't believe it's better to tell, even from his perspective, you know, you're a king, you're a God. Let, let's say you're not African-American. Well, one's heretical. <laughs> being told you're a god is, you know, calling people God. Um, that's a heretical view. Um, but being told you're African-American, let's say it isn't. That's not a heretical view. That's just a misplaced ethnic lineage. You know, it, it, it
2: kind of it gives you a sense of identity to know that, you know, you're more than what you're being told in your life, in your experiences. And so... Um, for me, like I said, it was historical and ethnic and, and 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 ancestral. But when I actually got to see that, as I read the scriptures now, I don't read the scriptures and say, "Oh, they and them," I like it's like us and we, you know. And I, I apply things that are spoken to the people of yeah. So,
0: like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't really have an issue with that if that was like just understanding, like, the people of God, like, yeah, the people of faith, like, Abraham's the father of faith, so we can say we in that sense, right, we have a great cloud of witnesses, right, yeah, so, but from this ethnic, from this misplaced theological claim, historical claim that he's a Hebrew, he's, I am of these people, you know, and so, yeah. I, you know,
2: I'm saying to myself, to my family, to my community, and it's really about, you know, uh, following the commandments, Following the statutes, listen to what he's saying,
0: so that we can be blessed. You know, um, so the the covenant of works, Deuteronomy twenty eight, placing yourself back under that. Um, the, the blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Right, you're you're saying Matthew twenty eight <laughs> is applying to the uh, to, to black people, which I would challenge anyone actually go read Matthew twenty eight um, one to see if it applies to the slave slave trade. Um, and two, you do not want Deuteronomy 28 to be a principle of the covenant of works. that uh, you know, this is theological, uh, concept. Uh, uh, street hymns probably knows what I'm talking about since he went to Bible school. Um, you do not want that principle overriding your life. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And through the blessings, you know,
2: we can allow others to be blessed as well. And uh so it's 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 you know uh, certain things like you know following the sabbath um and also under so now you know
0: he's a sabbatarian, which I take great issue i take great issue with um not calling him a heretic. like uh, hopefully he hears me through this video or the listeners I'm not calling st- street hymns a heretic um uh, because of this position I do think there are, are problematic issues, and I've seen when once people made that claim they've gone to heretical views and they've gone down a dangerous road. And So, I do have concern from that perspective but I, I I'm not saying he's not a christian i don't I don't know his theology well enough from everything from many things I've heard from him he's he's an orthodoxy not on this issue I don't think but like i said it's there's sub orthodoxy in then there's heretical you know views and so i'm not I'm not saying street Hems is not a Christian because of his view because so, that's what that's what he kind of thinks like you know a lot of people think so yeah just i'm I'm being clear with my motives. That that uh,
2: sacrificial laws obviously
0: don't apply because we have the ultimate sacrifice in Christ. Um, so, uh, so he's so he's saying kind of like we we need to reinstitute the old whole Old Testament except for like sacrificial stuff. But what about the temple? Because that was centered around the worship of the people of Yah, right? To use that language. What about other things? What about other sacrifices that weren't just for 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 atonement? Yom Kippur, right? What about, the, what about all those other things? I don't know if you thought through all that. I'm not saying you haven't. I, I'm saying I, I leg- legitimately don't know. And so, like I said, this interview raises more questions from my perspective. Actually going through Leviticus
2: right now, my Bible study group, it's been beautiful just to see uh, what it means to uh, be pure, be holy before an all-loving, all-powerful God and what position you have to take in order to even be in His presence. And so, for me, understanding these principles, looking at these Old Testament principles that literally are the foundation for the New. It's not like it's two separate books. It's the Old Testament is the foundation in which we apply all these things in the New Testament, which the Lord Himself, Yahweh, um, in, in in Jesus Christ fulfilled. Uh, we literally see that in the law being loved, like in, in generalized in love through Him. And so, for me, um, it hasn't changed too much of my theological aspects, you know, uh, cause I, I graduated um, with a bachelor's in theology, you know, so if anything, it's, it's really just more so, uh, I don't want to say amplified cause my mind isn't any better than the next man. It's just, it's just allowed me to see a different angle, you know, uh, when you look at it that way. So, yeah.
1: that's That's interesting. Um, when you, when you, um, think about your, faith and your interaction with Hebrew Israelites on the street, how has that been? Do you feel like you're able to connect better? Or do you feel like when you're engaging them, they still feel like you're you're off?
2: Yeah, so it's and that's the thing, like even even like the them and the it's I won't know until I get in front of an individual because the amount of people who I know that identify as Hebrew, whether it be People who are in the pulpits, whether it be
0: artists, rappers, Christian rappers. And so <laughs> this is something I've actually known for known for a while. And I think I mentioned in, when uh Hebrew Israelite uh, sorry, uh, when Eshaan Burgundy said he was a Hebrew Israelite, that. I actually said there's a lot more people who are not being open. And he just revealed that to be true. Um, you know, you got a lot of pastors who think they're Hebrews. You got a lot of rappers who think they're Hebrews. but for <laughs> for whatever reason, they don't want to come out and say that they are. Um, but you know what? I, I'll give Street Hymns this. I'll give him credit for coming out and taking an unpopular position and just being vocal about it. Um, kudos to him, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you have a lot of people who aren't as brave to say, yeah, I believe this is being closeted. If, if, if this position is so important then, identify giving you would think you would have wanted other people to know about it and, and shout it from the moontops, I guess, but, but yeah, they're hiding it
2: Not out there, but they just don't want to come out and say it to be honest yeah. I bet. and uh, look at the resources available and also diversifying your resources.
0: Oh yeah. So this is where I talked about uh, what he kind of meant by diversifying your resources, but to listen to this statement guys. And if like I say, you follow my ministry for any time, you may know some of the names he actually may be mentioning. Uh, one of my uh,
2: resources I go to um, for sure at this point is a guy
0: named Zadok. Zadok, Zadok guys. Zadok Ben Israel. <laughs> Do not get your theology from Zadok. Um, I made a video a while ago kind of warning Hogmob and Bizzle, which it didn't seem like they heeded my warning. Uh, about um Zadok being involved in their camp and their movement, um, you know, their affiliations. And I had a friend who contacted Bizzle and he kind of just brushed it off. Who who knew Bizzle, had a personal relationship with Bizzle and brushed it off. And um why 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 do I why do I feel that way, right? Why do I am, am I just hating? I just, just anybody claims they're Hebrew, I'm just hating, right? No. He Zadok is dangerous, and there are many Christians who kind of um, embrace him into his circle. Zadok is dangerous because he, yeah, he's kind of in that middle position, the middle ground leader of uh, Christians and Hebrew Israelites, and he, he's like a, a go-between, a mediator almost from that sense. But he's dangerous from his theological perspective. Let me bring out just a couple, and I know personally he believes this. Zadok believes that the Holy Spirit is an angel. Zadok believes we are justified by, by, we're initially, right, is by faith. And then pretty much he holds to a justification by faith and works. Uh, And the reason why I could say that is because we had a debate on that issue. And we were disagreeing. I was saying we're justified by faith alone. um, And he was saying we're justified by, by faith and works. And so, on the gospel he gets it wrong (laughs) you know and there are other theological issues he doesn't believe in the deity of christ and so there's many theological issues with zadok and where you should not get diversifying your resources would you diversify your resources from a mormon no why because they're heretical absolutely and he's going to try to make some kind of argument but yeah don't get your theology from zadok like i said and I may have to link to uh, that video to where I'm warning of some of the theological issues that he has. In Israel, uh, the God Hop MC, he's a part of Hog Mob, uh, Bizzle, uh, Seven, uh really, really solid group. Uh... They're not solid, theologically speaking. And, and I've been hearing this for him a while, and I'm sure, who knows, it may come out now after this, but I've been hearing rumblings that Bizzle claims to be a Hebrew. And so, I've been hearing that for the last like two, three years. Like I said, I haven't made a video on it because I don't have any qualitative evidence to make a video on that. I, I don't do videos on rumors, but I've been hearing that for a while. And, and, and that's there's, there's other people I've been hearing. Uh, we did ministry when I was
2: living in the hood of uh, South Oak Cliff. And so um, I got put on a hog mob through that, met Zadok. And he put me onto a lot of these concepts and principles So uh, there is solid teaching, you know, Um, and even in the midst of whatever people call them camps or whatever it may be, or even people that are Christians who are Hebrews, in the same way I can go to a Christian who's a Lutheran and I can go to a Christian who's a Calvinist, it's like, yes, you know, and some Christians that are on some theological, you know, hyper-Calvinists, you know, it's like, hey, if you're not on this, then you're not even saying, it's like, I don't know, like,
0: there's all of that in any type of mindset. So. So he tries to make the parallel, just like just like I can go to Hebrew Israelites, I can go to maybe some Lutheran group or Calvinist group that maybe you disagree with, you know. But here's the here's the difference: these are in the circles of orthodoxy. <laughs> Generally, Hebrew Israelite movements are not. And guess what? You have a lot of these people you're going to that are calling. I'm I'm sure you have a close relationship with like Ishan, just because I, I know Ishan. At least he used to live in Dallas. I don't know anymore. That'd be interesting to find out. I'm sure y'all have fellowshipped and, and, and done things like that. I mean he's calling now Christianity pagan. I mean <laughs> come on, you know, and so some of these and and some of these people you're you're now aligning yourself with have said the same thing. You know. So well, citing somebody,
2: that doesn't mean I agree with everything they say, you know, but there is some solid teaching within things and I think that uh what we should be doing is you know, diversifying our knowledge like when like when before I graduated college like it wasn't like we only learned one doctrine, we had to learn multiple and then write papers on each so that we would know what we believe and also how to engage those who believe
0: differently, yeah, and that's why I study the Hebrew Israelite movement so I can know what I'm talking about so so guys, yeah, street hymns is a Hebrew Israelite, and like I said. I've been very clear on what that means for him, not just associating and lumping him with um, the one Western heretical, obviously heretical movement. But, yeah, even the people he aligned himself with <laughs> are, are in heresy. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how you try to get around that. But, yeah, like I said, I'm sure there will be more, more development. I hope to dialogue with him in the future. Hopefully that can happen. Y'all, Y'all <laughs> hit him up. Tell him we should do something. And yeah, uh, Lord willing we can uh like I said, dialogue and like I said, I'm pretty sure me and Vocab uh want to do something further. And who knows, there may be somebody else that wants to do something as well. And so But yeah, I have long knew that there are a lot of um uh, Hebrew Israelites in the Christian world, that you know, lumping lumping themselves in with the Christian world. You have that a lot. And so that's no shock or surprise to me, and so guys, I hope this video was helpful. Hopeful, hope, hopefully it was edifying to you. Uh, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you're encouraged. Um, and hopefully you're just able to use the sermon when um, listening to people. Hey, use the sermon when listening to me. And so, hey guys, till the next time, grace and peace.